Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A homecoming like no other. One of the 12 boys who were trapped in a cave in Thailand for two weeks is finally reunited with his family. The boy, whose nickname is Dom, smothered with hugs and kisses from his relatives as he arrives at his family's shop. Well, earlier today, Dom and his teammates talked to reporters after their release from hospital. Tonight, the team the world has been cheering for. Smiling in their uniforms and back playing soccer, revealing for the first time how they survived those 10 days they were lost inside the cave. I tried not to think about food so I didn't get more hungry, says Titan, who at 11 is the youngest in the group. They talked about what they called a miracle, their discovery by those two British divers. How, how many of you? 13. Brilliant. It was 14-year-old Adul's voice on the video that captured the world's attention. And you speak English? A letter. <laughs> I heard people talking. I wasn't sure if it was a hallucination, Adul said. So we stayed quiet and realized it was real. Their faces now showing little trace of their terrifying ordeal, describing today how they dug with rocks to try and get out, licked water off walls to stay alive, and conserved batteries in their one flashlight. At the press conference, they hugged family and friends and mourned the former Thai Navy SEAL diver who died trying to save them. I still want to be a professional soccer player, says 13-year-old Dom, but I want to be a Navy SEAL as well. An unusual double shark attack today on New York's Long Island. Kind of like crazy because I saw like the fin. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so close. Like how this happened? So I ran out to my mom and like my leg was all like bloody. 12-year-old Lola Polina was in waist-deep water when she was bitten. Her father says the shark appeared to be no more than two feet long. She has deep cuts to her leg, but she's expected to recover. Not far away, a 13-year-old boy who's not being identified was bitten by a different shark while he was boogie boarding. Lifeguards found a tooth in one of his cuts, but he is also expected to be okay. Shark sightings are not uncommon on Long Island, but most bites don't happen this close to shore. In Health Matters, it's a stubborn health crisis that has cost B.C. hundreds of millions of dollars every year. And so far, it's resisted almost every attempt to stop it. Now, a new report says what we're doing to help people recover from drug addiction simply isn't working. Nadia Stewart reports on the new way forward the experts say we need. While battling drug and alcohol addiction in Vancouver's tenth city, I honestly should be dead or in jail right now. Josh McDermott says it was a friend who introduced him to an option he'd never been offered before. When I was on the streets, um, I would use my resources like the shelters or food lineups or the, the youth resource centers, and they never mentioned recovery to me as an option. The organization. Summit Ahuja also battled his demons and stigma before finding his way to recovery. He worries others aren't getting help. 
partly because of a lack of information about recovery. It's happening every day. We're dealing with a significant crisis. I myself, as a South Asian male, am seeing this in my own community. I'm watching people die. Ahuja and McDermott sharing their stories as the BC Centre on Substance Use releases a new report, calling for a new approach to recovery, one where everyone struggling knows there is a way out. Everyone with substance use disorders should be told about the variety of recovery, addiction treatment and harm reduction service options available to them. That is not something that is happening in our system today. According to a 2017 national survey, more than half of the 855 respondents said recovery meant abstinence from alcohol and drug use. But 14% felt recovery meant achieving a good quality of life or taking part in a treatment program. Since recovery is interpreted differently for everyone, experts say people need options. I'm a survivor of the downtown east side. And um, while harm reduction has its place, McDermott believes recovery needs to be promoted as an attainable option. Like actually voice the option to get help instead of, um, you know, subs uh, subsidizing it with like uh, Suboxone or Methadone. A humble suggestion from someone with lived experience. Nadia Stewart, Global News. Well, we all feel a little guilty every time we throw away food. A new national campaign launched today will try to ease our collective conscience by helping us trim our waste. Linda Aylesworth has the details. Canadians waste a lot of food. 2.2 million tons of it every year. $17 billion worth. We are among the worst of any developed nation in the world, and most likely, we don't even realize how much food we are throwing away most commonly wasted, truly shameful amounts of edible fruits, vegetables and dairy products. Helping us to realize how wasteful we are and rectify the problem is the goal of Love Food Hate Waste Canada, a campaign started in Metro Vancouver three years ago that is now going national. All too often we focus on the problem, but this is really about action, collaboration and leadership. LoveFoodHateWaste.ca offers consumers tips on reducing food waste, like how to store food so it'll last longer, how to use up excess or less than perfect ingredients, and not to buy so much. Plan for what you need and buy only what you need. Advice that could save the average Canadian household $1,100 a year. It could also save the environment by reducing the greenhouse gases released by decomposing organics. 40% of materials sent to our landfills is organic waste, which generates 7.5% of BC's greenhouse gas emissions. And for every ton of household food waste that we can avoid, that is the equivalent of taking one car off the road each year. Love Food Hate Waste originated in the UK, where after five years, there was a 21% reduction in household waste. Canada's goal? To cut waste in half by 2030. Linda Aylesworth, Global News. No, he is not suspended by a wire. The real-life Iron Man suit that you can buy, right after Christie's forecast. Oh, my. <laughs>
<laughs> you would do it. I know you would. I, I would, but I'm just imagining them people floating <laughs> around all over the place. Yeah, they have to learn to drive those things properly. Okay. That's for sure. yeah. All right, Christy's here with a look at our forecast. Christy? That's right. Thanks, Soph. Yeah, it's We Love Water Wednesday, so I thought I'd share your tweets, some good ones. Very clever ideas. This one, my clever husband made this for me so I can repurpose laundry water and water the hedge and fruit trees. That is rather elaborate, but good on you for doing it. Another one for you. Uh, I have always driven our vehicle up onto our front lawn when we wash the vehicles. This way, the water goes down onto the lawn and not down the driveway and out onto the street. It's a little interesting. She says that her neighbors would think that she's a bit funny. Now, it's not necessary to wash your hair every shower. Skip it a couple times a week and you'll save water by shortening your actual shower time. Great ideas. Thanks for sharing them with us. And you can share yours every Wednesday. We will show them here on Global News. We love water Wednesdays. All right. It was much cooler today, wasn't it? 23 to 25 degrees Interestingly enough, though, that's still above average for this time of year. It's just that it was so hot for the last couple of days. 18 in Tofino was the coolest, but you can see nice and comfortable across the region. Also through the north coast, much cooler, but inland regions were hot again today. Penticton, 35. The same through Soyuz and Castlegar. Tomorrow, a big change for those areas. Only one area with a heat warning in place. That's the Fraser Canyon and the South Thompson region. I think that will be lifted, though, later tonight because tomorrow you're expecting temperatures in the 30 degree range which for you is much more handleable you can handle that for sure chance of thunderstorms we talked about this earlier still nothing really developing other than just south of Invermere so not to worry there you can track those thunderstorms though check out our sky tracker app it's a good one got a great interactive map tomorrow morning cloud cover across the south coast as well as the potential for a little bit of drizzle we're going to see clear skies by the afternoon but a chance of showers across Vancouver Island and and the northern two-thirds of the province, a chance of showers and a risk of thunderstorms. Hot and sunny again across the south, but not quite as hot as what you saw uh, yesterday, or I should say today and yesterday, I suppose, and south coast, yes. So we will start off with some cloud cover. It'll clear later on in the day, nice and comfortable through the afternoon hours. Both Thursday, Friday, similar pattern, but as we head into the weekend, we start to warm up and we clear out, and I'll leave you with this beautiful shot from Prince George. Chuck Chin sent us this nice sunset with with a storm cloud off in the distance and his girls there on a horse or two horses. What gorgeous colors. Mm -hmm. All right, thanks, Christy. If you have an extra half million dollars burning a hole in your pocket, you can now be Iron Man. Selfridges in the UK is now stocking this jet suit. $580,000 Canadian will buy you the suit and some training. The 3D printed suit weighs 27 kilograms and uses five kerosene-fueled micro-gas turbines, two attached to each arm and one at the back. The inventor set a Guinness World Record flying at 50 kilometers an hour, but in theory, the suit can go as fast as the human body can take, about 300 kilometers an hour. Wow. Uh-huh. The inventor says he's in talks with the producers of the James Bond and Mission Impossible movies now. <laughs> And we should wish game CEO Kelly Mann all the best. It is his final BC Games. What? He's how many how many years has he been doing it? About a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he still looks like he's what 25, 26. Oh, like I thought that. you were going to say he still looks like he's fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> all the best, Kelly, and ever, and all the best to everybody on the island. They're going to do a great job at the mm -hmm. uh, Summer Games for sure. All right. What'd News of the day. I know.
kind of badly. Big news too, yeah. If your uh, equilibrium was off today, it's because the center of the universe was knocked off of its axis. Toronto Raptors, uh, Raptors traded DeMar DeRozan to the San Antonio Spurs for Kawhi Leonard. DeRozan is the Raptors franchise leader in points scored as well as games played. Up top, DeRozan soaring, flying through the air with ease and with a dunk. This is a franchise-altering trade. DeRozan was drafted by the Raptors in 2009, became a four-time All-Star, but more importantly, he wanted to play in Toronto. He embraced Toronto. He embraced Canada. Thing is, he never got the Raptors over the hump and onto the NBA play, uh, Finals. He's a guy that was always on the floor, was always healthy. Kawhi Leonard is a top five NBA superstar, but he only played eight games this season. We'll see how excited he is about going to Toronto. We're, we're thrilled with uh, the trade we we're able to make, and uh, we're going to make it great. You know, he was on the Olympic team, and when I was there, we coached the, the development group. Uh, that played against him. So I, I don't have a personal relationship uh, with DeMar at this point. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've done our background work and talked to a lot of people, and without exception, uh, I've got a pile of emails on my desk already from people uh, that understand, you know, what kind of a person he is. Uh, everybody knows what kind of player he is, uh, but off the court, he's been very uh, active and heartfelt, you know, in his community. So I'm sure that he'll do the same thing here. Opening semifinal leg of the Canadian Soccer Championship. Whitecaps in Montreal tonight. The impact are here next week. Montreal controlled 63% of possession in the opening half. They came oh so close to the 23rd minute. Downward header delivered by Anthony Jackson. And it's off the post. The bug's back in the lineup. Christian Teixeira. Not sure if he's trying to cross it over to Anthony Blundell or sneak it under the bar. It skims the bar and post. Doesn't go in. It was nil-nil at the half. Impact. Making the impact in the second. 58th minute. Alejandro Silva Gonzalez. That is your game winner. Could have easily been 3-0. one nothing the final. Montreal taking the opening leg. Well, we've told you the story of Craig Cunningham since he was a 16-year-old rookie with the Vancouver Giants. If you were to run into his older brother, Ryan, you'd swear it was Craig that you're looking at. Come the first week of August, Ryan is setting out on a two-week journey to help out his little brother's All Heart Foundation. It's something that's near and dear to Ryan's heart after almost losing Craig when the younger Cunningham sibling suffered cardiac arrest. It's going to be the ride of Ryan Cunningham's life. On August 3rd, he'll officially put the wheels in motion on a 2,600-kilometer ride from Castlegar to Arizona in the blazing heat of summer to raise funds and awareness for the Craig Cunningham All Heart Foundation. I think he's crazy. <laughs> no, I think it's very admirable. He's super determined. Um, he works so hard, and if anyone can do it, it's him. He's put his mind to it, so he'll get it done. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be a really neat experience to just take on something that was so far out of my reach. So this is Craig with the Tucson Fire Department who helped keep him alive doing CPR on him. If it wasn't for that group of first responders, Craig wouldn't be alive. Their actions that night 20 months ago marked the beginning of an inspirational journey for Craig, okay, the Cunningham so. family, and everyone who's been a part of his miraculous recovery. 
it's his spirit that inspires you like just uh the lesson of not dwelling on things that could have been things that you've lost or you can't change like like the ability to focus on moving forward and what you can do and what is within your power so that's him there that's me right behind him as much as this ride is about raising funds and awareness for craig's all heart foundation it's also that's about brotherly there. love and, and that childhood bond that, that strengthens with every passing year and every experience, good or bad. I think I'm almost trying to thank Craig for my experience in like watching, watching him recover and watching his spirit through this should make me stronger and like, and, and better at everything in my own life. Jay Janower, Global Sports. We wish him the best of luck. It is the Iron Maiden stage time of the Tour de France. Riding through the hills. No running, but we're going to ride through the hills. It's all about the attack, attack, attack. British rider Garant Thomas winning the first summit finish. Took the lead with 325 meters to go. Win stage 11. Also takes possession of the yellow jersey. Four-time champion and Sky teammate Chris Froome moving up to sec uh, second. He's just a minute, 25 seconds behind. Coming up on ET Canada, America's Got Talent and the stunt that almost turned deadly. Plus, it's Denzel Washington in The Equalizer 2 and why he usually doesn't do sequels. All of that's coming up at 7 right after the news hour. But for now, it's back to you, Sophie. Thank you very much, Cheryl. You guys are, you're not afraid of heights, are you? Uh, I have become, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I know you're adventurous. So how are you with heights? I'm intrigued by them. Intrigued by that. Well, you guys might like this then. A new high-altitude tourism attraction is coming to Whistler as the community continues its drive to be a year-round resort. While it's not for everyone, Whistler is hoping it'll be a new must-see for visitors. Aaron MacArthur tried it out. Suspended high above the valley bottom, the sky bridge gives unobstructed views in every direction. Just don't look down. It's not for the faint of heart. You're hanging on a little tight. <laughs> yeah. You're not so sure about I'm this? like, no, not really. <laughs> like, I'm not too, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to overcome my height uh, fright. Just look on the horizon. <laughs> the suspension bridge and lookout platform have been in the works for the better part of five years. A way to entice more people to the top of the mountain and enjoy sights normally reserved only for the expert skiers or mountain bikers. I mean, I think this is an experience that really just about anybody uh, can do and be, you know, ki kind of give them that, that sort of sense of thrill and adventure, but at the same time, something that's really doable for them. The suspension bridge has been open since the beginning of July and been well received by tourists up here at the peak. The key to this experience is going to be the cantilevered viewing platform, a huge technical challenge to construct at 2,000 meters. Earlier this week, a heavy lift helicopter was brought in to install the massive beams that will form the base of the platform, which can be used summer and winter. Yeah, we drilled large rock anchors eight meters deep into the bedrock. That just provides that competent footing for this uh, structure. And, uh, you know, you're going to get quite a bit of bounce out at the end or a little bit of bounce. It'll be exciting. <laughs> the lookout expected to open in August and a chance for visitors to lean out 12 meters from the cliff edge and nothing but the valley below. Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
Oh, come on. Oh, boy. The line delivered by our, our, our director. director. I think He's, who doesn't like heights. You have I'm to go with sure it. I'm not sure you can say it. I think, yes, you can. Can you? He said he doesn't like heights, okay? <laughs> it gives him the bun squinchies. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> okay. Nice. Director complains to uh, Justin Minchel. <laughs> Did you say bun? This is Global News. I'm Michelle Morton. Time has run out for a group of candidates.